welcome convicted christian community ccc what's tuning up? in for another wonderful episode so thought i'd uh, start this off man i got some exciting news yeah what's going on what's been up with you i don't think i've told you this yet <laughs> all right let's go i'm an uncle Ooh, yo yo my bro- brother and sister-in-law had a baby about four days ago yeah right so i was supposed to be back there they obviously live in a different state to me you're better looking than your brother <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his photo on his phone and um, just made a quick observation. Just a quick one. Yeah. Just a quick one. Yeah. Just say, can you say that again? I didn't didn't hear that. <laughs> Once is enough. <laughs> Once is enough. Yeah. Don't boost my ego too much. Right? That's it. No um, way. <laughs> yeah. So I was supposed to be back over there to see him. So I haven't actually met him yet. Yeah. But that's some. It's a nephew or a niece. Nephew. Nephew. Yeah. Wow. Son. That's right. Yeah. So make us proud. Have a son. <laughs> <laughs> Make us proud. We love we love female listeners. We do. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah. We need females to have babies like that as well. You know, <laughs> science. Science. You have heard it here first. <laughs> Convicted Christian community. We know you need a female about. to make a baby. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Boom. <laughs> Educated. So, dude, that's just been unreal, man. It's been weird though. Yeah. You know, trying to wrap my head around it, living away from them. Yeah. And I haven't even physically seen the baby yet. Yeah. But when I saw that photo, yeah. do you know what really struck me? Yeah. Was like, man, it's cool. I want to be an uncle. Yeah. I'm going to be an uncle. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's something about it. And that's what I think the topic for today yeah. is how do we go about mentoring the younger generation? Because when I first heard that my sister-in-law was pregnant, yeah, that was the first thing that stood out. Bang. I was like super excited. But then I was like, oh, this is real, man. Yeah. I would have played a role yeah. in nurturing this kid yeah in the gospel and let me just pull out this passage real quick therefore i exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed shepherd the flock of god among you and yeah i was sort of wrapping my head around this little ball of energy coming to this world yeah i'm kind of struck by what my role is in like nurturing this kid yeah. as an uncle and as a family member, but then like playing a role in in presenting the gospel to him, man. And it's kind of like, it's super exciting. I'm really keen. But it's also, I'm a bit nervous. Yeah. If I was being honest. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm 25. And this kid's going to start getting older. I've got to <laughs> gonna teach him something about, you know, the birds and the bees. Just, <laughs> just get him to look back on this podcast. What, you? <laughs> yeah. You were going to do that. Well, I mean, we were just talking about before. You need a male and female to have a baby, don't you? Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> what is going on here today? I, uh, I, I can see you're very happy with your nephew. How's your brother feeling about all this? Yeah, dude, so... Is it like, are you are you relating with him on this one? Or yeah. does he think you're like, you know, like going whack. over the top? Yeah. yeah, a bit whack. No, so dude... Like, like, I'm kind of feeling that. Yeah. But <laughs> no, well, actually, the first, first time when you told me, like I called him the next day. Uh, and I just like, oh, dude, like, we, you know, what was your reaction when you found out? Yeah. Because I hadn't told him about how I was feeling. Yeah. The next day when he when he told me, he was like, you know, when he found out he was having a baby, super excited and stuff, and he went and took a shower. Yeah. And it was when he was in his shower, it was like, boom, I'm going to be a father. Yeah. And when he was telling me that, he was like, yeah, like actually the reality of sort of position, yeah. expectation in a sense to nurture a child mm. really sunk in. Mm. And so that's when I told him, I was like, dude, I, I relate to that in a weird way. I told him, that, I was like, is this weird saying that? You know, for me, as, yeah. an, as an uncle, I kind of was feeling that last night. Yeah. And he was like, no, nah, like that, that's good, you know? Yeah. Because like we want, we want these kids to, to know Christ. Yeah, to be loved. Sure. That's what yeah. being loved means, that other people care about you. Yeah. Believing in Jesus. 
right? And clearly you do, and that's a loved child. Mm. Yeah. That someone would care for that person to have a relationship with Jesus, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel the love from my friends. That's how I felt the love from my parents, mm. right? And that's how I felt the love from my Sunday school teachers, my Bible study leaders, mm. that these people genuinely cared. My pastors, the good ones anyway, they care about the fact. <laughs> good that, the good ones anyway. The good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> yeah. At least the good ones care about the fact that I have a relationship with Jesus. I think that's what it should mean when somebody says, hey, I love you. Mm. It might as well be translated to say, I care. What is love? When you have a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> We're about to break it through. So oh, yeah, what, what is love? I can Baby, see your, no. I can see your lips twitching, bro. <laughs> oh man, I swear every podcast we've done so far, we've broken, <laughs> broken into some, some, some silly hey, song. If anyone's got any recommendations, just uh, drop a comment. You know, we should Let just do like a um, podcast karaoke. Oh, yeah, can I audit you now? Because my voice sucks. <laughs> but that's that's why it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> entertaining for everyone else. Bro, but I mean, that's that's exactly right. I mean, it, in the secular world, we define love as like sexual mm-hmm. and like, you know, I guess just freaking honey dogging the girl, like whatever that means. Like, just <laughs> what's that? I was, what I was supposed to say is we just we just pay up, right? We just buy them good yeah. gifts and, you know, yep. we, we pay up, we look after, we nurture, yeah. all that kind of good stuff. So we give. Yeah, give, right? You know, Gucci bags yeah. and, you know, Lamborghinis. That's love, right? World's definition of love is so different to than what we discuss, mm. right? Yeah. And we almost demand that love in a worldly sense. And we go, you know what? Hey, I deserve to love someone in a particular way. I mm. deserve to love whoever I want. I deserve to be loved in, in the way that I want to be loved, yeah. right? Which is kind of laying into kind of like even the Christian culture as well. If you look at the five love languages, which we're going to probably do a podcast about, is I feel like that book is entirely about this is how I want to be loved. Mm. Yep. And it's demanding that from other yeah. people. And how's that different to somebody who says, I want men to love me when I'm a man myself is, is like their demand, yeah, right? So this is who I am. Yeah. This is how I was born. So mm. do it the way I want it. So right? you're sort of saying that like, yeah. it's almost implying that that love is like, you figure, figure this out for me yeah. because this is me. Exactly right. And look, uh, the, the alternative might be argued in saying that, yo, like that book was designed so that you can learn to love other people better. Mm. But I think- Love shouldn't really be categorized. And the love, the way it's categorized, it's so secular, mm. right? The yeah. love that it categorizes yeah. up into the five, sorry, five love languages. Yeah. Same thing. The love that we actually need is the love of Jesus Christ. Mm. Right? Yeah. And the fact that we can care, and, and what was the definition is then for people to love them in a particular way that they want, you know, with money, with sex, with physical touch, with whatever they need. But what we really need is Jesus' love. And I think the love that, the Bible defines, yes, encompasses all of that. But I think ultimately is a care that I have for somebody else for them to have a good relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Because that that's where ultimately the greatest love mm. flows from. So it's kind of like self-sacrificial love. Exactly. And that's what stood out to you yeah. when you've sort of experienced that from like your pastor, your kidsmen, mm. you know, your youth leaders, exactly your right. mom, yeah. your, your family, friends. Exactly right. So, yeah, I think that's the thing that was sticking out to me, man, was – you know, it's not like this has made that any more important. I would hope so. That you know, I'd hope the the kids that I know at my church and in my community, mm. you know, in my ecosystem that God's put me in, mm. that you know, I love them. My Christ loves me. Yeah. But 
there's an element where this this kid has, you know, my nephew, mm. and the fact that he lives in this state as well for me is like, man, how do I how do I go about doing that? And mm. That's something I'm going to wrestle with mm. you know, in the next couple of years for sure. Yeah, but that idea is like, man, what is our role? Mm. Broader than just family members, yeah, because it's not just family members. Yeah, is what is our role in terms of being a mentor mm. for the next generation? Yeah, you know, being like a, a Jedi. Yeah, young Padawan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, we can't go ten seconds, can we? <laughs> oh, I know what's going on, dude. I, no, mean, it's, it's I also good. drank something this morning. No, <laughs> just pinging. <laughs> Maybe it's what's in the yeah, what's it, what's coconut in this drink water. That drinking here. <laughs> Stop. This is not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> Hashtag not an ad. Um, no, that, that's absolutely right. We've we, absolutely right. We've been, we've been mentored ourselves. Mm, yeah. To be where we are now, and and the next generation is a big thing, and we need to be thinking about those things. Mm. The thing is, I mean, not even generationally, but we can definitely help each other out to build a better relationship with Jesus as well. Mm. What if God has put your nephew, but not only your nephew, but everybody else around you so that you can play that exact same role. That it, it is an opportunity for you to grow in your care about that other person as to whether they believe in Jesus or not. Mm. And that is so much more than just going up to them and just like grabbing them by their collar and just shaking them back and forth saying, believe in Jesus. Smack them in the head with the Bible. But yeah, that's... And King so, James Version, bigger. Bang. Right, and it's harder to understand. <laughs> it's harder and bigger. Jeez, um, maybe that should be beeped out in a Christian podcast. Beep. <laughs> Speaking of beeping, it's like, yeah, dude, mm. actually the way that I act has an impact. Mm. You know, and we should probably do a podcast on this, but like stuff like swearing, mm. you know, the things that we say, the things that we, we, we do, the way we conduct ourselves. Yeah. Like how much of that is actually going to be leading him to Christ? Because, mm. you know, it's not like you're going to be regimented and, you know, you've got to live this way and do these things. Yeah. But actually it's like, no, nah, that, that plays a factor. Yeah. If I was just swearing my head off, yeah. like I was going to say somebody had like sent a link, but that's a bit <laughs> degrading. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. But, you know, if I was just going to swear my head off, is that something that's going to help this kid actually? Yeah. Is that going to edify Christ? Mm. But it's not just to this kid. It's just in general, man. Mm. So it makes me think like the idea of like what, Role in my playing to the younger generation. Yeah, you know when I look at the the youth kids at my church, mm. and the way that I act when I'm at church or when they see me around, like even if we go and do like a sports day, yeah, and if I just get really angry and I'm swearing my head off, mm. is that something that's edifying Christ no. to these kids? Yeah, exactly. And the reality is, they look up to they look up to older people, man. Mm. Like they probably look up to me as like a a young adult. Yeah, in the way that I act. Yeah, so it plays a plays a role plays a big role uh if we talk about mentorship and i guess sort of guiding the next generation or even just anything relational where one person can have some level of influence on on the others i think there needs to be a two-way street in Mm. that both of these people have to grow in that the mentor has to behave in a way that is commendable by the mentee Yep. But the mentee also has to understand that the mentor isn't always going to be perfect. Yep. And I think that's why the Godhead is so important. Mm. In that ultimately, mentor and a mentee, regardless of their differential hierarchy, have to focus on Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the mentee, when they witness the mentor doing less than perfect things, mm. need not make them disqualify God yep. in that sense. In that... I feel as though 
even right now, as I am being led by other people, yeah. even like my friends around me who just who just give me even subconscious influence. Kind of life advice. Yeah, life probably. advice and just whatever. I need to stop making them the face of Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so for the, for anyone who's actually following somebody else, I mean, and we're we're in that weird age gap where we can do a plenty, we can do plenty of mentorship, but mm. we also do we need we need mentorship in our lives as well. I think of it as like the middle child. Mm. Yeah, yeah, kind of in that middle child stage. Exactly like right. Looking up and guiding those down. Exactly right. But we also need to first and foremost put Jesus at the very mm. ultimate mentorship. Oh, two questions for you. Yeah. First one is like that's really important to remember is that. We're not perfect. Yeah, I reckon the person who has to lead that is still got to be the the mentor mm. in the sense of like actually humility, mm. and that's like another whole question of like how do we seek humility mm. and show that we're not perfect so yeah. that kids understand that you don't look seek perfection. Christianity is not seeking perfection. Yeah, it's that perfection found in Christ. Yeah, redemption. But actually, like it, I might get up this video. Um, for you, yeah. Off, off, I think it's off TikTok, man. It's that psychologist dude. So another thing that struck me was like this video that came up on on TikTok the other day, which kind of talks about how it's a psychologist talking about how to kind of parent. Yeah. Do you want to want to play the video? Yeah, sure. Make sure when you're encouraging your kids to not just praise output and performance, but to praise character. Like instead of a hey, good job, you got an A. Say wow, an A. I saw you studying really hard for that test. Spent a lot of time on that. I really respect that about you. You do really good work when you put your mind to it. That's awesome. Because what that does is it reinforces they're not just the output. They're not just the performance. They should feel proud of who they are. I love that video, man. That actually taught me mm. so much about myself. Yeah. But I love how he's like, you know, the whole idea of even when we teach the next generation is not, not putting them up on like, yeah, you know, Good job, you. Mm. But essentially, he's coming back to like gospel character. Yeah, he's talking about not like not just being like, oh, good job, A plus, mm. but the output of it. Mm-hmm. And even in that sense, I think when we encourage those who are younger, like we need to take that level of humility to not show that we're perfect, mm. but that in our character we're seeking sanctification in yeah. Christ. Yeah, like how does how does that kind of look for you in your life? Okay, I forgot that I sent that video to you. Yeah, but. Now that I watch it, I do remember it. Mm. And I put that into practice straight away on the same day. Really? So I Epic. look after some teenage boys who are international Your students. dad? I'm a yo. dad. I'm a dad, yo. <laughs> um, Big daddy. That's right. I'm a, I, I host some international students <laughs> at my house. You know, COVID has come and it, they haven't visited a home for a while. Mm. And we talk about a lot of stuff. I, I mean, the heck, I'm 26 years old and literally... Last year was the first year that I received my first Dad's Day gift. Your first what? First year of my life where I received a Dad's Day gift, Father's Day gift. Are you serious? Yeah. For, from the boys? From the boys. Whoa. What did they get you? They got me like this shirt and said, like, you're like a dad figure and, and thanks for being that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dude, that's – what was your, what was your response? Like, how did you, I, how did you I, take I, that? I really appreciate it. I, I yeah. liked it. Like, I was very touched. Yeah, nice. I was very touched. I didn't know I had that level of influence. So – when you talked about that type of stuff about like mm. mentorship, I live that daily. It's it's like yep. I'm I'm living in a youth program. It's like a youth kid camp, kids camp, twenty four seven. Twenty four seven, and you know what? I'm, I'm very elitist. I grew up, you know, Asian kid. Obviously, like you know, I don't think my parenting was particularly my parents' parenting was particularly 
demanding of results or anything like that but i kind of laid that on myself because of stereotypes and social yeah. social yep. expectations you know mm-hmm. you're an asian kid so be good at maths kind of thing yep. and you know what i was like I'm, i was i did really well in school you were a good student i was a fantastic student i was like you know you name it i was, I was i've done it it's good the thing is though that a, kind of bit of a humble brag there yeah bit of a <laughs> Bit of an arrogant brag there. Just a little bit. I was, I was the main man. You You're know? just going off there. I was like, oh, exactly God. right. Top one percent. Do we really men or just let him keep going? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best. I'm the best. That's it. Uh, but I unknowingly have been doing to these kids basically what this video was saying was a problem. Okay. Why? Why do you only praise them on their output? Why? Yeah. Why do you only praise yeah. them on their uh, results? Hmm. I like results. I'm a human being, like so. But the thing is, I said this to them when I said, "Hey guys," um, and and literally, I also then looked inwards, and and I realized the boys come to me about their latest test results, and the yep. boys do really well. The boys mm-hmm. are very very hardworking kids. Yeah, you know, they're from well-adjusted families, and they have very very good study, you know, regimes. Mm. Yeah, and I respect them a lot for doing that, even though they're away from their parents, mm. right? But they come back and say, oh, I've got an A for this test. And I've got, you know, 100%. Oh, the test that we did was so easy. Like, you know, these guys actually talk to me like that. And I said, and I love their confidence in doing that because Mm. it means they've worked hard for it and they've actually prepared for it. Whilst I subconsciously appreciate the character behind that result Mm. and I respect them for actually working really hard, I never say it. Yeah, right. I just go, oh, yeah, you got an A plus. Good job, dude. Mm. You get to eat dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you get to stay at the table tonight. Yeah, you, you, can, you can have dinner you tonight. You might get yeah. your french fries, but <laughs> I'm kind of hungry, so <laughs> give me that, boy. <laughs> so how have you... So have I you said this. So, so I said to them, so, this, so one of the boys came up to me and said, did this, and I said, look, I said exactly that. I saw you work really hard for that. So <laughs> well done. Word word, just you just use a word. Just put it out. Just play it for <laughs> you. Yeah, just give me a second here. Just, get, just let me rehash <laughs> just, this just real listen, quick. <laughs> listen to this. That's how I feel. You know what? What's your face for? I'll just send it to you on your text message. <laughs> get out. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I I said to him. I said, "This is what I want." I went even further and I said, "Hey boys, this is what I learned this week." I showed them the video after I said it. Okay. Yeah. And I said, "If you are driven by results, mm. right, you will forever be a slave to that result. How much money you make, mm. how many people you know." How powerful are the people you know? That's mm-hmm. basically what it will turn into when you join the society. Yep. Now it's about grades, but later it'll be about money. So I said, don't be that person, but become a person that values your character. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I told them, that if I haven't made it about your character, but more about your results, mm-hmm. because it isn't particularly conducive for your success, for your fulfillment in life. My boys aren't Christian. There's, I think, one or two that, are, that is. Uh, but yeah, predominantly, they don't really live a Christian life. And this boy wasn't a Christian. So I, I told him, that's that's what it is. And you know what? I was just really open about it. But I don't know if I would have been that open if it was actually my kid. What do you mean by that? I wouldn't have said to them, like, hey, um, you know, this is a video I watched and this is what it is. Which is what I want to raise up as well. Like, how humble do we need to confess to our mentees everything that's wrong with our lives? Because what I realized as well is in, in raising these boys up, if I display too much weakness... And I'm just really open and honest about it. Unless they themselves are mature, they can actually look down on that as well. Yeah. Which is why maybe when we grow up and when we are kids, and I don't know how many people will relate with me when I say this, is that when, when we grow up and when we were kids, we used to think our parents were perfect. Mm-hmm. But later on, we realize it. And I, I, there's, there's a real fine line to run there that mentors then need to place 
their imperfections and being honest about it at the mm-hmm. same time as the maturity of a mentee would grow with them. Yeah. And often when you find, when you're a mentee and you find a mentor display too much weakness beyond what the mentee can handle, right. no matter how honest they become about it, they tend to shun that mentor as well. Mm-hmm. And I just find that very, very difficult. Yeah. You know, the way that I can kind of think of it as well is like, imagine if the prime minister just sort of came out and was like, you know what, actually, I've never really had much formal education in politics. I'm not really sure what I'm doing, mm. but I'm learning on the way. Man, how, how many people would, would get around that leader for like, oh, he's shown, you know, honesty and vulnerability in that way. We're still going to get around him. There's an element where as a mentor, and this is, we should do a conversation on this, mm. where there's things that you do talk about with yeah. those who are younger than you yeah. and things you don't. So in that situation with a parent, you know, unfortunately, let's just say if the parent was having issues, the part, like the mum and the dad were having issues with them, you do not talk to a, a 12, 14-year-old kid about that. Just being like, hey, look, you know, I'm actually struggling with your your mum at the moment. We're going through some pretty hard stuff. Yeah. The kid would break down, yeah, right? Yeah. That's not the point where they, he's, the dad is going to get that accountability and that encouragement in that process. Yeah. He's got to talk about that with people around him. Yeah. Similarly, like an older person shouldn't really be talking about sexual temptation and stuff like that with a young kid. Yeah. Because the kid's not going to even understand what that is. Yeah, yeah. So there's elements where vulnerability and honesty is really important. Mm. And I'll come to that in a minute, but there's places for it. Mm. With this mentoring, how do you mentor the younger generation is you, you do need to still present a level of leadership and mm. discipline, mm. which the Bible talks clearly about. Jesus shows us examples of leadership and discipline consistently, yeah. and he shows us vulnerability with his disciples, yeah. you know, so with his apostles. Yeah. When he's with them, yeah. that's when he's honest and he's real about the realities of life. So I still want to encourage people to keep seeking that because that is important. Mm. You need to keep seeking to be honest, to be broken mm. and to share that with people. Yeah. Don't shy away from it. So don't listen to this and shy away from it. Yeah. But in saying that, you can't do that with a kid. Mm. You need to seek other people to do it with Mm-mm. and you still need to show a level of discipline and leadership. Mm. And the vulnerability comes with maturity in yourself. Yeah, you know, As you sort of get older and wiser, you'll know how to show that level of humility mm. that I think the biggest thing for younger people, you know, and like I'd, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this, is the humility of character. So not so much the the uh, the output, mm. but for me, character. Mm. When I've seen older people who've shown vulnerability in that, mm. that for me is spoken volumes. Well, uh, look, yes, but that is also maturity on the mentee side. When you said um, there's there's a politician that was just vulnerable about their past history. There'll be a, a lot of the portion of the population that will go. You know what? You're such an idiot. What you can't do this. Mm-hmm. But that's because these people aren't particularly mature yet. A majority of them, or some might argue that they are mature and they're approaching in a very rational way. Yeah. Anything can be argued. But the point yeah. is, mentees by definition are less mature than mentors. Mm-hmm. Having regard to that, then vulnerability might not actually be that helpful for the mentee. Yep. At the very beginning, which is why, like, you mm-hmm. go to you go to churches and they would put reasonably upstanding church members mm. to lead kids ministry right yep. or, or lead youth ministry for that mm. matter that you know these guys seem to live a pretty good life yep that's what i've realized as well i have to be at least a little bit perfect 
before I can actually be a mentor. Mm-hmm. Is I've, I found that with the boys as well. What's really embarrassing is when they find a weakness about you that you don't even know. Okay. Right? You lose respect and you you lose a lot of confidence in front yeah. of them as well as a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure some parents feel that as well, but, mm-hmm. you know, especially those ones that aren't particularly perfect, which it's just every parent out there. <laughs> newsflash. Yeah, newsflash. Most parents. <laughs> Most parents, all parents are not perfect. But then they can respond to that in A, nonchalance, which is just they don't really care about it, or mm. B, huge level of authoritarianism, yeah. which is just like you do as I say and nothing well, else. That's my question is, man, how many how many times do you know when you were younger, mm. you hear kids like saying that, oh, they found it really hard to, to relate to their dad because their dad's really got a hard, steely, yeah. you know, character about him. Yeah. And in Australian culture, that's a big thing about Australian men which is like, you know, another whole can of webs. But like how many times, I don't think I really hear it the other way where, oh, like, it, you know, a dad or a, a mom has been too open with their kid to the point where the kid loses that, like seeing that their parents as parents. Do you know what I mean? I feel as though there's just too much on the shoulders of mentors. At some point in time, you can, yeah, mentoring is good and you point – what mentoring is just pointing people to the Christ. Like that's all it is. I think that's what it should be out of your actions, whether it's as direct as telling them to go read the Bible or is as indirect as just picking up rubbish from the floor, right? Whatever servant hearted behavior that you can display, you do it. But the thing is we sometimes then read too much into the mentorship and you go like, we, we really got to be perfect about it. Yes. Yes. It's good to be vulnerable as well, but it also depends on, how the mentor assesses the mentee's maturity as well. Is that is the mentee mature enough to understand my vulnerability and see that as a positive trait? Speaking about mentorship and mentee, all that kind of stuff, let's just talk about influence, for example. So let's say we're with our friends and we are talking to our friends and the way we value our friends is purely based on their output and their result. So mm-hmm. D, I like you because you've got a good job, you're very healthy and you make good money and you know, you've got cool friends. And I can shoot hoops really yeah, well. And you can shoot hoops really well, dunking on everybody else, right? <laughs> dunking on them. <laughs> and you like me because I, you know, I've got a nice car, whatever, all these things. Mm. Now, like that'll be a really crappy way to do relationship. Yeah. Right? But if I said, I like you because you have a character that despite your weakness, you continue to seek Jesus. Isn't that vulnerability? That is vulnerability. And I think that comes with maturity. So even friendships, even love, as we know it is, is the world, might start with, oh, you got a lot of money or you're a really sexy person, therefore yeah. I like you. And then hopefully it'll mature out of it, but often it doesn't because it's just mm-hmm. a one-night stand and everything's over very quickly. So that's the tough part, but it is so important. Like the video says, the character is what we should appreciate about each, pe- each person mm-hmm. because anyone can become really ugly overnight. Oh, yeah. Anyone can. And when I say ugly, I don't just mean like outside appearance, but like just in the way they behave or what, yeah. something they say, the way they react to things can become really ugly to you. But what you got to see in these people is their character and, and, and how their character can then direct their next failure. Not just the next successes, but the next failure and how they're going to deal with that is what we ought to see in them. But the thing is, do we just become vulnerable? Like, for example, would you just share with your nephew vulnerability like let's say you shout at them would you go back to them and say sorry i've shouted at you let's say if you did mm-hmm. and he was on seven years old and you go you know uncles often shout 
Yep. And, you know, and that's because uncles sometimes don't know what the right thing to do is. Actually, that's kind of sweet, actually. Yeah, I think you just answered it. Yeah. I 100% would. You know, I think, you know, this has probably been a bit vulnerable in my life. Mm. But my dad, I love him to bits. Mm. But, you know, growing up, I think he was really that hard, steely character. Yeah. That, you know, everyone's got flaws. I think for dad sort of dealing with that anger a little bit. Mm. Like he would just, it would be anger response straight away. Yeah. And we all know that responses in like emotions mm. is irrational. Mm. What I've appreciated as I've grown up is seeing how people are vulnerable about that, mm. where they actually go back to the kid and being, you know what, when I smacked you at that stage, mm. smacking, do you mm. smack a kid? <laughs> That's a <laughs> can of worms for another conversation. Yeah. But, you know, when, when I disciplined you and I got really angry, yeah. I'm sorry about that. That that was irrational. But the way you acted, blah, 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 this mm. is why I did it. And actually, you, you know, we think kids are stupid, man. As a six-year-old kid, you explain, you rationalize your actions. They mm. can understand that. Mm. We just think kid, bad, bang, discipline. Mm. Kid, bad, rationalize, discipline. Guarantee you the kid would understand that. Mm. So, yes, I actually do think that. Being honest about that speaks volumes, that you're not just a big dominating presence that is just going to get angry at them and go off at them. But you also can take that element of understanding and you're not perfect because kids look to leaders as perfection. You mm. just mentioned it before. Mm. When you show a kid that you aren't perfect, you are immediately pointing them to Christ. Yeah. They don't look at that as weak and then go, so oh, I'm going to go and try and find someone who's stronger than you. Yeah. It's like, no, they actually realize in their imperfections, it helps yeah. them rationalize that out, man. Yeah. We think kids are dumb. Kids aren't dumb, man. Mm. Kids are smart. Mm. Once we start showing that, it speaks volumes, man. When I look at uh, how Jesus acted with those around him mm. and the way he acted when he was about to die on a cross, that for me is the biggest example of yeah. humility. Yeah. That standing in front of everyone who's accusing him of most obscene things, mm. he's quiet. Mm. He's taking the smallest position in that. That for me speaks volumes, man. Yeah. And I know for sure that when I look at Jesus and the way that he influenced people, mm. that you can influence people tremendously in the way you act like Christ in being vulnerable, showing humility mm. and seeking him out. Mm. People flock to you. Mm. You know, older people, younger people, they'll see that for sure. Mm. I think there's an element of us speaking, I guess, somewhat beyond our comprehension as well in this regard. Let's be honest. Mm. All we've been receiving is mentorship. I've come to realize mentorship is enormously complex with oh, for sure. <laughs> with just looking after these boys that are not even my sons. Mm. I'm about 12 years older than the, the than the youngest kid. one, oh, the, the youngest, youngest kid. Yep. The oldest kid, I'm about 10 years older. But mm. the thing is, it's, it's enormously hard, but they do look towards you with a lot of influence. And I think mm. that that level of responsibility is something that you just constantly have to bring before Jesus. Yeah. Speaking of like like very difficult dads, right? Yeah. Like my dad, he was pretty cool. He, but there were times when he was a little bit quite authoritative, right? And living as an adult right now, I don't really mind it. It's made me stronger. You, you don't mind that he was authoritative? He was, he, he was a bit authoritative and okay. it was a bit difficult. Uh, in terms of being authoritative, mm. was he like irrational in his, in his actions? Or was he rational? Well, everything seems irrational when somebody's being harsh when you're a kid. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like later on in life, when you look back on it, was it rational or not? 
it's rational to the extent that I accept that he's broken. And, you know, he hasn't come clean about it or saying, okay. you know, like, oh, I wasn't, you know, I, he hasn't come to me and said, hey, son, for everything that I've done, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't even expect him to say that. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Do you all of a sudden expect your dad to turn around and apologize to you for every time he was being irrational uh, look, to you? I, I, don't, I don't expect him to do that. But do you accept that he's done that because yeah. he's broken? 100%. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So that's sort of where I stand. And I go, all right, well, but then in saying that, being harsh at those times made me realize that the world is like this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, became stronger for it. But doesn't that also strive in you to be better than that? Yes, but I know I won't be. You reckon? I don't think I will be. I've accepted with that fact because I've seen how I behave in front of my boys. Yeah, okay. Well, that's the thing. Maybe I haven't experienced that myself. So I I could be just shooting in the dark. Everybody wants to be better than their parents, I think. Yeah. Initially. And now when I see people that when I discuss things with my friends now and they're, they're they're thinking about their future and, you know, they talk about their parents and become vulnerable with me and they go, you know what, it would be nice that we're not like them. But the thing is, you are your parent. And maybe that's another discussion. That is, yeah. That's another discussion. But I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe that there is some element that you just can't, you just simply can't escape. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Because maybe... I don't want to attribute it to this result, but like maybe the combination of respectable things from your mentors and also not so respectable things from your mentors ultimately pointed to Christ. Because if God puts people in this world and used the good parts of these people to show himself, mm. then we get only half of God's picture. Mm. And that's assuming that half of the time we are good yeah. and we're not. You got to understand that God works through his people through the weakness of his people. That's why God is so great, man. Yeah. But But I praise God that I was able to sort of toss the coin and see the brighter side of that coin Mm -hmm. in seeing the brokenness of this world. And I go, you know what? Because of this, I'm going to worship God instead of being bitter bitter or even subscribing to that same perpetuation. Which is great, man. That's really cool. Which is great. But I'm also not perfect. Mm. But overall, I have faith in that however I'm acting out there, Mm. right? will be adjusted, will be transformed as I continue my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And whatever or however I plant the seed out there. And this may sound quite irresponsible for people out there, but the thing is, there's so much you can do about it. You can package it up in the nicest, most perfect fashion and two-thirds of the world would misunderstand it. Mm. I'm giving example as Jesus Christ, right? Jesus came to the world and he manifested God's word. It was done perfectly. And yet two-thirds of the world don't even subscribe to him. Mm. Right, and one third of the world, I don't even know if they subscribe to him fully. Mm. Right, so it's hard. You can do things perfectly, and yet it can still be misunderstood. Yeah. Overall, that humility, like you do for the sake of being a better mentor, nah, you do it for the sake of being a child of God. Yeah, but that's the thing I want to probably unpack a bit more. Is yeah, like the reality is you don't seek perfection mm. in parent being a mentor because you can't, you know, and yeah. we know that through the gospel is like anytime you try and seek perfection, you're going to fall on your face. Yeah. But, and this is a conversation I'd like to, to unpack further. Yeah. Maybe in another podcast is I think the problem, the issue we have in this world. Yeah. And I'm talking more in a Christian, Christian world. Yeah. Is I don't think people actually seek humility and vulnerability mm. like the Bible calls us to. Oh. And that is a huge That's statement. Big. That's it's a big, big statement. But I really want to unpack that, man, because- I think that interplays into what stuff we're talking about, like even the way that parents act, yes. the way that we act. Because what you're saying is like 
yeah, you know, you can't be a perfect person, but still have faith in Christ and act this way. It's like, yeah, that's true. But I think we need to keep seeking what God's character is. So Jesus' character is, Mm. and Jesus' character is humble, Mm. you know, and vulnerable to the point where it's not like he's weaker than other people. He's stronger than everyone, man. Yeah. He, he pulls people towards him. Mm. And, you know, I'm not speaking as a person who's perfect in that. And we, we really can talk more about it later, but I'll just give you a little bit on this, is I'm trying to seek that out more in my life every day. Yeah. That's what God's been put on my heart for sure in the last couple of years. And, you know, without tooting my own horn, but I've seen how that that's played out in, in my life. Yeah. Where I've had friends come up to me and say, like, you know, these people – that I didn't even think I knew that well. He was like, they look up to you, man. I probably only like met them a few times. Yeah. I'm not really close with them. But he's like, those guys, they look up to you, man. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. I'm like, poor, I, I didn't. I was like, you know, why do they look up to me? Yeah. They're the same age as me, man. Uh-uh. And he was like, I don't know, man, maybe it's just the way you act. Yeah. So for me, when I, I heard that, I was like, that's good. Yeah. And I want to keep pursuing that, man. Yeah. Is I don't do that perfect in any way. But the problem we've got, man, is people don't seek that out. Yeah. It's an issue in the church. Yeah. You know it's, I mean? a, it's an issue in families. It's an issue in families. It's an issue in the church. It's issues everywhere. Yeah. It's issues in the way that we interact with the world. Oh, absolutely. And, and our image as I'm pretty Christians. strong on this, man. I really, yeah. I reckon we can talk more about you've, this later. You've but. hit the nail on that. Like, you've hit that, yeah. you hit the nail on the head with that one. <laughs> God damn. Hit the head on the nail. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so true. That's so, so true, man. But, I mean, coming back to, to what we're talking about with this, praise God for, you know, a healthy baby in this world. And I'm sure you, you meet him one day. And yeah. You'll be playing a role of, uh, you know, what we were talking about in the, one of our other podcasts. Is yeah. It takes a village to rally, raise a child. That's right. And I think you'd be part of that village. I'm p- definitely part of that I'll village. I'll be part of that village. And I'm really keen to see where this journey goes. Yeah. You know, there's no guarantee that this kid will know Christ. Yeah. Man. We yeah. can't guarantee no. that. No. But the only thing we can do, and we always harp on about it, is just come back to prayer. Yeah. Full dependence and reliance on God. And that's what we're going to keep doing as, as a family. And, you know, I'd hope uh, we'd have other people who keep praying for him. Yeah. That, you know, he just continues to be a good, godly character yeah. for the gospel, man. Definitely. Advance that kingdom. That's it. Man, I'm so excited I'm for keen, this yeah. for this kid's life. Yeah. 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 Very, very excited. And, and praise God for delivering such a healthy baby. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Wrap it up. That's a good place to end it. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care. See you. Peace.